Initiate startup process. Now, all the way live. Hey, yo, <laughs> y'all know what this is. Jamming the most hip-hop and R&B. I want to introduce to y'all. Infamous. Call your friends and tell them it's going down now. It's going down. You understand that? It's out there. It's live. Let's go. In five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Infamous Hour Live. I'm your host, the Infamous Amadeus. All social media platforms at the Infamous Amadeus. And more importantly, follow our official sponsor, Boom Bap Nation, who is about to hit 2 million followers. Round of applause for that. Real hip-hop. Real hip-hop. Shout out to Isnish. Shout out to Livecast. And this is something that I've said many times. Yeah, I started during the pandemic. It was just something that I was just kind of doing, trying to make real hip-hop to Facebook because Facebook is a special place. A lot of guys don't know. Facebook is a special place. A lot of consumers, a lot of people that are going to buy our records, stream our records, support our records are there. And, of course, I have my addition to the show who is an asset. He's here. He's looking wavy. He has the Boom Bap Nation uh, hoodie on. Tone Vera, what's up? All day, man. Let me tell you something. Honestly, I'm overwhelmed with the amount of star power we have on this episode, bro. That, that, that's a fact. So, uh, first up to the left, uh, legendary Long Island Hempstead rapper. Hempstead, Long- Hempstead in the building. Yes. I've heard multiple rappers say that he was the first fly guy that he saw. And quickly, I went to Drink Chance with Tragedy Gaddafi. And um, I heard Nori outside say that Granddaddy IU was his favorite rapper, and then he reconfirmed that uh, on a recent episode and said he was his favorite rapper. I heard a lot of guys say to look up to this guy. He was the first fly guy, the first lyricist, um, and he's here. Granddaddy IU, welcome to the Infamous Hour. Round applause for this guy. Pulling up. Infamous Hour. And then, of course, the guy on the right needs no introduction. Legendary Philadelphia artist. Ball game, crazy. Club game, crazy. A lot of hotel nights, I'm sure. <laughs> a lot of hotel nights. <laughs> a lot of fly nights. Still keeping it live for hip-hop. Uh, freeways in the building. Round of applause for him. Yeah. Applause. So, 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 Granddaddy, you, you know, to start with you, you, you started really early in the game, like in, in hip-hop's early development, right? And, um, you know, in your opinion, how do you think hip-hop has progressed? Because a lot of times I talk to guys and they kind of feel like it is regressed. But just kind of your opinion as someone who's there early on, how do you feel hip-hop has become? Um, I mean, right now, I mean, my, my thing is lyrics. Mm. But I don't, I don't find a lot of lyrics in the mainstream. Mm. But, you know, that's by design. But underground that's where the lyrics are mm-hmm. and, and that's what it was before but you know what i'm saying right now people get it twisted and try to say hip-hop is in a bad state mm-hmm. hip-hop the underground what we know as hip-hop niggas they doing you know what i'm saying they still doing what they doing yeah Griselda mm-hmm. is doing what they doing mm-hmm. they rap they rap real hip-hop you know what i'm saying i i, I, um, I heard a, a cat named um Left lane, left lane to Don from um, Delaware, Kid Nice. What he doing is hip hop. Rock Moss, Rock Mossy, my man from my the town. Rock Marciano. You know what I'm saying? Been, been fire. Yeah, been fire. fire. Yeah. What he doing is hip hop. So hip hop is still here. You know what I'm saying? The other, the other. Yeah, that's not my thing. To, to, to piggyback music. off that a little, a, a little bit, because when you that. say by design, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, I, I just interview Havoc and I've interviewed a lot of guys, and they kind of feel the same way. So when you say by design, is it almost like guys are sitting in a room, like 
these guys are going to be hot or, or maybe they interpret or maybe they promote only certain music a certain way to influence how the younger generation uh, listens? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, come on. Like when I came up, when I came up, we had P.E., we had KRS-One, we had Poor Righteous Teachers. You know what I'm saying? We had cats that had messages. They banned that. They banned that. You know what I'm saying? Then when he moved it to, to the trap or with a snap or whatever that was. <laughs> the snap. I'm just saying, it got dumbed down. Yeah. Why down. is that? Yeah. Because when, when this thing is global. This ain't just this ain't just United States. Brazil, everywhere. And it became revolutionary with the message. They had to shut that down. Come on, man. They had to shut that down. Granddaddy, I got to say this, man. The Shade 45 audience loves you. We premiered one of your new songs recently. People called in and were like, yo, this is true to, the, true to its nature. Right. Like quality right. bars upon bars. Now, like, um, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, for people that don't know too much about you, like, started with the Juice Crew. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, like, something that when people hear it, like, I can picture right now the comments are probably going crazy. People are like, yo, Juice Crew in the house. But yeah, that's that's what you're affiliated with, and like you really like have been consistently doing this at for years. Like, there's guys who can't don't even got like 50 songs, and you probably like recorded 50 songs like during the pandemic. That's nothing. That, I mean, but that's what artists do. I'm exactly. I'm, I'm sure Freeway got like a million loaded. songs. You know what I'm saying? That's I just what we was, do. We just playing some stuff in the car. I was just was telling them I'm right. loaded. And My AKA like, loaded Leslie. Here. I'm loaded. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, most definitely. You know, free. Uh, I saw an interview with Ice T, and um, they asked him where did gangster rap start. And he mentioned an artist from Philly. I can't remember the guy's name. I don't know if yeah. it was Spoonie D. I, I forgot who it was exactly. Schoolie D. Schoolie D. Schoolie D. Yeah. So you know, coming up in Philly, I've, you know, and, and you know, shout, shout out Schoolie D. You know, shout out to my first wife, original gangster rapper. Right. right. You, know you know, shout out to my wife because anytime I'm looking for independent artists to kind of rap, she's like, "You got to go to Philly because it's like Philly still yeah. keeps the ball game." You know, how is Philadelphia amongst mm-hmm. all of the cities still kept hip hop alive? Because when I listen to New York radio, it's like I don't know where they're from. Atlanta. I don't know if they're from Brazil. Yeah. I don't know if from North Pole. I don't know where they're from. But when I hear Philly artists, I know exactly where they're nice. from. How does Philly keep that? It's, it's that hunger, man. You know, it's that passion. You know, we got a river in Philly called the School Kill River, mm. and they say it's something in that School Kill River, that School Kill School Kill Punch, that just give MCs that hunger and that that mm. that passion. You know, we. We come from the trenches. It's rough where we from. Like, if you look at the news, there's murders, three, four murders a day right now. Kids, babies, like, it's crazy where we from. And everybody's scratching to get out. And, you know, you hear that pain and that, that hunger in the music. Yeah. Right. Anyway, like, um, you probably started writing when you were really young. Like, Granddaddy was doing his thing in the, yeah. in the early 80s. He was already, uh-huh. like, in the game. Yeah. You, you got to witness, like, the rise of hip-hop. Sure. How yeah. old were you when you started writing? Shit, probably, like, six, seven, eight. Like I, I started in school. Like I like I used to like poetry, just like putting words together, you know. And like uh, my music teachers all love me. Like you know, they all used to tell me I was talented. I did uh, rap contests in school. I started early, you know. I just somebody just posted a, a, a video on Instagram of me rapping at a, a place called the Underground Arts in Philly. I probably had to be like thirteen or fourteen in the video. So I've been, you know, wow. I've been doing it for a minute. Yeah, that, hey, speaking of doing it for a minute, uh, Granddaddy IU. So, story goes, you gave your demo tape to Bismarcky, obviously, right? And then, obviously, you 
you went on the Cold Chillin' records. Right. So, and, and, and there was a lot of guys, because I, I believe Cold Chillin' was on the Prism, so G-Rap was there, right? Who else was, who else no, was there? No, no, no. Cold Chillin' was under Warner Brothers. Under on, on Warner Brothers. So, just mm -hmm. talk about the relationship with Biz Marquis, because he, he really means a lot to the culture. And obviously, you know, he's dealing with some stuff right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah, you know, well, just talk about how that relationship developed and, and how you actually ended up getting your first deal. Well, um, basically, my man, this cat from my town, Big up to um Jeff Spencer. We call him Pusshead Jeff. But um Pusshead Jeff. Yeah, some, some, somehow, somehow he was cool with Biz. You know what I'm saying? And back then it was like it, everybody had didn't made a, a record back then. So when niggas made records, you was a star. Regardless. Just so, to have a record in general. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so Biz was big. So for Jeff to be hanging out with Biz, we like all, all of a sudden his respect level went up. But anyway, long story short, he got he got he he called me because Biz got a production deal, a five artist production deal, but he didn't have five artists, so he's scrambling looking for artists. Yo, Jeff, like I know this cat from my town, nigga. Ah, you nigga, nice. They called me. Yo, what up? I got Biz right here. I'm thinking this is a game, like a prank. Yeah. Fuck, you got Biz. Call me. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Part of my yeah. English. But um, <laughs> anyway, long story short, we met up. He signed me to his production deal, and through that, we got uh, um, the joint with um, Cold Chillin'. Cold Chillin', yeah. So it was it was it was Biz, Biz Productions, Cold Chillin', slash that shit, and then Warner Brothers. Can, can you explain real quick to the independent? We have a lot of independent artists that watch this. Right. The difference between a record deal and a production deal, right? Because as I interview guys, you know, they mention this production deal. So, like, what mm. is the main differences between the two? When you sign a production deal, you sign into the producer's thing. Mm. Okay. Produ and then what the producer got, a distribution, whatever, with the label. You not signed to the label, you signed, signed to, to him. He signed to the label. Yeah. He got the, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know none of that mm -hmm. at that time. So, but in 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 the in the contract, if me and Biz get into some type of conflict, then I can go to them direct. Okay, they, so they, they, they get they get first dibs on me direct. If me and Biz have a breakup mm -hmm. or fallout, and I get out of that contract. They got first dibs to snatch me up. So that's what happened. After the first album, I discovered, hold up. How did get half of my publishing and this, that, and the third word? And I did my whole, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I did my, he wasn't even there. No disrespect to him because, you know what I'm saying, he have going through what he's going through right now. But truth is truth, you know what I'm saying? So when I found that out, I got out of that. And then coach, I was under coach chilling. Just me direct, Cold Chillin' and Warner Brothers. Bobby. Yeah, Daddy, that sounds like you spent a lot of time, like, on the business side, like, having to explain it to, like, the, these younger cats, too. Is, do you feel like a lot of younger guys come to you asking for that information, or they just want to I don't know, know that. Like, listen, I tell cats, this shit change all the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got jerked. Everybody got jerked. They first go around. You got to learn. To this day, I'm still learning. So I'm I'm not trying to I tell niggas what I know. Like my man Shorty Shop, I get some information, I send it to him. He's young and upcoming. So if you could like 
If you could be the person that's sitting in the office designing these contracts, what would you do differently for the younger generation? Like, how would you want to benefit them so that way they don't get jerked the way you said you got jerked? I will make sure that they get what they do. And I will not try to own a nigga mask without an old nigga's trademarks and this, that, and the third word. Like, listen, I know if I didn't write, produce, none of that, if I'm not in the studio, you bring me, you bring me a, a full project. How can I own that? Anyway, let's talk the freeway. Nature can't lose the truth. Know. I want to nah, talk. I want to talk. You're you definitely telling the truth, OG. Like, yeah, like he's telling the, truth. the power is in ownership. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, ownership absolutely. is everything. So, so, man. so when we sign these label deals, because obviously you guys have been on majors, right? And and now we see guys like Steve Stout with United Masters talking about independence, owning your masters. Um, was that possible in the Rockefeller days or in? The cash I mean, money we, days, like, was that even a, a I was fresh off the block, so we wasn't even thinking about owning our masters or right. none of that. You know, we wasn't right. even thinking about none of that. You know, you know, by the grace of God, you know, I was signed to some real niggas, you know, so they gave us the game, like, you know, make sure that we was on point. They made sure we knew what we were supposed to do, made sure we paid our taxes and all that stuff, and we learned as we was going on. But when we first got on, we wasn't even thinking about owning masters or nothing. We was just happy to be on the radio, right. you know? Yeah. Just like sure, radio, man, but you know, it's cool. definitely power and ownership. Ownership is everything. That's a fact. And um, I'm thinking about one of these songs you were on, one of my favorite. Um, you had a feature verse on it. It was a uh, Faith Evans song, Burning yeah, Up. Yeah, Burning Up, yeah. I always like to ask artists. Shout out this, to Faith. Like, that's yeah. my sister. Shout no, out that's to a Faith. fact. Shout out to Diddy. The video looked really fun. Yeah, it was dope. We flew to L.A. to shoot the video, you know, me and my man from my block. And it was crazy. My man, uh, he had got in trouble with his wife. Because he was like in the video, he was acting and getting the girl number and all that. And his wife really got mad at him because of that. <laughs> but it was lit though, you know. Diddy was there, you know. Um, Missy, it was lit, man. It was a, a great experience early in my career, you know. When yeah. y'all when y'all um, recorded the song, did y'all meet at the music video set, or did you guys record it in the studio and then also do the video together? I recorded mine with Just Blaze. You know, uh, shout out to Just Blaze. He very influential in my career. He got me on a lot of big records. You know, I used to be in the studio with him while he was cooking, and that was one of those situations. He's like, yo, I need you to get on this joint. And, you know, I did what I did, and they put it together. Next thing I know, we flying to L.A. to shoot the video. Yeah. You know, you know, Free, um, you know, obviously hip-hop, uh, we, we've been suffering the loss of, of our icons, yeah. uh, you know, DMX, Black Robin. It kind of goes down to DMX not only to mental Black health, Rob. but just health in general. For sure. You know, are, are we witnessing the repercussions of being an artist, the pressure of touring. Is that kind of like what we're witnessing in 2021? Man, listen, let me tell y'all. September of 2015, I was diagnosed with end-stage renal failure, which is kidney failure. I had to do dialysis from September 2015 to February 5th, 2019, where I received my gift of life. I received my kidney transplant. And all these things came from my lifestyle, the way I was living, like just the lifestyle of an artist, just recording, being in the studio late night, ordering cheeseburgers, pizzas, touring. As soon as you get off the stage, 2 in the morning, you got to eat something. you eating fast food, you know, smoking, drinking, just a constant lifestyle of on a roll, on a go. You know, early 2015, I was feeling extra fatigue and extra tired, more than normal. And naturally, I thought it was just for me working and me being on a roll, but it came to a point where I knew something was wrong. I would get tired just walking to the car. And, uh... In 2010, I was diagnosed with high blood pressure and diabetes. So, you know, I started taking medicine for that and, you know, started dealing with it. 
But as time passed, I was still taking my medicine, but I started eating crazy again, yeah, you yeah. know, and all those things affected me. 2015, I was diagnosed with kidney failure. You know, that's why um, I founded a company, Freedom Thinkers Academy. It's music, it's health, it's education and culture, you know. All the things we involved with in health is very important. You know, um, I'm the ambassador for the National Kidney Foundation. You know, I work with Gift of Life, and I go around and, you know, encourage people to, to take care of themselves. You know, one of the main things is keeping up with your routine physicals, making sure you get your blood work done at least once a year. Yeah. Because your blood work is the only thing that can really let you know what's going yeah. on in your body. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Serious, Yeah, you, you know, as men, do you think it's, it's like a macho machismo, like, you know, ego thing that men feel like in general, they don't got to go to the doctor, right? It's, yeah, like, it's you definitely know, like that. You know, you definitely feel teams. like, you know, uh, it took me, like, when I, when I went to the doctor, when I finally went to the doctor and got my blood work done, it was like a week later the doctor called me and he told me to get into the uh come to the emergency room. So me being Muslim, first thing I did, I went to the masjid, I prayed, I asked God to help me deal with the situation. Mm-hmm. Then I went to the hospital, I was diagnosed with end stage renal failure. And the uh doctor told me my levels was the highest. He said he'd been doing this for thirty years and my levels was the highest that he's ever seen. Jesus. It was like we can't even believe you walked in here. Like, you know wow. what I'm saying? They was calling me the lucky star. And that come that came from me. Months and months of me just putting it off, like, oh, ain't nothing wrong. I'm going to sleep it off. I'm going to get up. You know, that's just a, a, a man thing in general. Like, we hate to go to the doctors. We hate yeah. to go to the hospital. We hate to feel weak. We hate to look weak, you know. But I'm here to tell y'all, man, you got to go to the doctors at least once a year. Get your blood work done. Keep up with your routine physicals because it could be the difference between life and death. Yeah. If I wouldn't have went, they told me if I'd have waited a couple more weeks, I wouldn't be here. Wow. You know what I'm saying? It's serious, bro. Wow. Round of applause for Freeway for, uh, seriously. Seriously. Now, uh, you know, on a, on a, on a lighter topic, um, I was talking to Lord Sear at, uh, at Sirius XM, and he had mentioned to me that you had ghostwritten a couple of records. Um, he had mentioned to me Roxanne's name came up. Some other names came up. Was there ever a record that you wrote for someone without having to? Because obviously, whatever's the business is the business. But was there ever a record that you wrote for someone? He was like, damn, I should have kept that for myself. Nah. Nah? Nah. Wow. Nah, absolutely not. I mean, because once, once, once you get assigned a job, your mindset is for that person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you always come up with other stuff. So it's like, all right, they got that. Check is a check. Yeah, yeah. The, the mentality has to be different, obviously, right? Because you have to actually put yourself in their position, especially if it's a female. Yeah, if it's a female, yeah, yeah. for sure. But if it's, a, if it's a dude, more than likely, same. You know what I mean? Yeah, same, like, same scenario, yeah. Dude is dude. Yeah. <laughs> Freeway, you mentioned that you um you were in the studio with Just Blaze now. Being signed at one point to, to The Rock, right? Mm-hmm. You were around a lot of other talented guys like the Young Guns. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Rel, um, you know, just... PD crack. Was there ever like competition in the studio to get on a track? No, it was always competition. You know, it was always friendly competition. Still sharp and still. Like hip hop. Baseline. Imagine Dipset being in one room, State mm. Property being in another room, Bleak. Jay just left out the B room. Like it was always competition, friendly competition, and still sharp and still. You know, it's animals in the studio, so you know you got to come with it. Period. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I kind of feel like when uh, State Property came out, yeah. Guys' flows change. Let's be clear. Just it, it's not only Hove. It's a lot of people' flow change. They started to just swag differently and drag their words differently. Yeah. Do you think you know Philadelphia artists don't get respect enough for bringing that type of element to the game? 
I mean, I think they know. You know, people know oh, what it yeah. is. You know, I, I, I feel like we, I feel like we get it. Round of applause for this guy. They know. They know. Hold up, I want to ask you. When y'all did the show, the joint, was you feeling any type of pressure to outdo Jay or not let him outdo you? Which on one? The what we do? Even, yeah, even oh, though. What we do, so that was classic. What we, that's the fire, a, nigga. The fire. The fire. We got so many of them shits, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about. Yeah. No, but uh, right, right, that right. that was another one of those legendary moments I just was t- telling y'all about. Like, yeah. I'm in I'm in a, uh, the A room recording record my verse, and I originally called Jay in there to just say to keep going, because... That's something that I picked up from Jay. Like, he would have a record, and he would bring, like, an extra element, like a different voice to just make the record a little doper. So I'm like, damn, Jay in a, in a pool room, so I might as well call him in and say to keep going. So I called him in. I was like, I want you to listen to this joint. I want you to say to keep going. So we listened to it, and he's like, all right, I got you. He sat on the table for, like, 10 minutes. I seen him start mumbling to himself. Oh, I'm like, oh, shit. That's how I called him. So he went in the booth. <laughs> One take, whole never slacking mains it been in the black range faster than the red. And then he, um, after he finished his verse, you know, I did a lot of bars on that joint. So he was like, I'm going to come back and I'm going to finish it. I got to make a run. So I was like, all right, bet. So when he left, a couple hours later, Beans wound up coming to the stool. I'm like, I just did this joint with Jay. It's crazy. He's supposed to come back and finish it. So I let Beans hear it. And he was like, man, I'm jumping on this shit. And he put his verse on there. And the rest is history. Yeah. You know, you know, speaking of legendary MCs, uh, Granddaddy IU, uh, you made a, an appearance on Big L's uh, first album. And, you know, to me, to me, I kind of feel like, you know, had we not lost some of our legends like Big L and, yeah. and, and Big and Pop, things would have been different. But how much of an elite lyricist was Big L? Because when, when, we, when we mentioned the greats, it's like, I kind of feel like he's not mentioned. Like, I do my part as a DJ. I always make sure Big L, you go back right. to my playlist, I make sure Big L's at least, and, you know, every other day, guys like Big Pun. But Big L in particular, like, how crazy was he on the mic? You already know. Come on, like, come on, son. <laughs> like, big, big L. Shit. Yeah. He yeah. wanted it. Like, listen, shit, big don't, L, man. shit don't happen nowadays, but, like, back in the day, like, when I used to get writer's block, Big L, one of them niggas that you throw on and go back. right yeah, back yeah, in his right own. Like, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Big L was amazing. That's what I'm saying. That's what that's what I'm lacking right now because I I can't put it on. I can't find nobody that you can you can start like with my yo. last project I just dropped there on Rock Nation. Oh, hey, it's called Think Free. Seriously, there seriously. Yeah, start with go. that, and then I'm about to drop some new shit. That's crazy. Go. I got yeah. you. Trust so, me. So is is that kind of the reason why we've had gaps between albums? Because we had like you know, three years from the first album, then we had almost like 10 years to the third album. So is, is it like lack of inspiration? Because radio changed a lot, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. From the time you started in 90 to now. So is that kind of why the, no, the no, fans no. always ask you, like, yo, what's no, up with from, Granddaddy from, you? from the second joint, from, from there until the, the, the third the project, yeah. right? I didn't even understand that once Cold Chillin' lost a distribution, I was out. I could have been out. Mm. They ain't tell me that. I could have been out once once they lost the distribution with with um pardon me, excuse my um English, but with um with Warner Brothers. After after I remember when Ice T came out with the um killer cop killer, yeah, cop killer and doing, all yeah. that and and they was like yo all all that all that gangster rap shit it's over yeah it's over yeah. you know what I'm saying so they dropped they got mm-hmm. they you know what I'm saying they dropped cold yep. chilling. 
So it was it was a whole time where they was looking for distribution. And I didn't know. And then it kind of spawned back, yeah. So, yeah. I, but to go back to your original point where you were mentioning about, like, people dictate. Because obviously, Ice-T, who was, like, the cause of this whole thing, goes on to have a television career for, like, 20 years. So, you know what I mean? It, 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 and, guess, that, and, and guess what? The goddamn Cop Killer song wasn't even hip-hop. That shit was rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that, it's doing us. <laughs> Remember that, right? Am I right? Facts. Now I want to get into some brass and tacks. Um, when you guys are in the studio, what's your writing process like? Are you guys old school with the pen and paper? You you writing your phone? You just go off the top. I ain't had no phone back then. <laughs> <laughs> I just go off the top. Any anything that y'all heard from me since the beginning, since why not no one on hustler, just came off the top. Really? No no writing at all. No. I put the oh. beat on. I think about it. I put the verse together in my head, and I go lay it. You know what's crazy? I, I saw Styles P do this a wait, few times, on, and wait, I was bugged wait, out. Wait, so wait wait because I'm the that day, that time, that that session. Mm-hmm. Whoa, I did it, and then Jay came in and did the same thing. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. wow. it, was, it was like a standard that we had over there at baseline, you know, amongst the elite. Like we, yeah, anything that y'all heard from me, wait, I didn't write wait, nothing. Wait, 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 we said amongst the elite, amongst the elite, amongst the elite. elite. <laughs> amongst the elite. It's, it, it's levels to this it, shit. It, it's levels. <laughs> There's levels. So here at the Infamous Hour, we have a brand new segment that we're doing. It's called Top 5. We've done everything from Top 5 Burgers to Top 5 This, Top 5 That. So today's question is Top 5 Producers That Got Bars. We'll start with Freeway and then we go to Granddaddy IU. Top 5 Producers With Bars. Top 5 Producers That Got Bars? Yeah. You know, number one, Kanye. Kanye. Uh, oof. Number two... Uh, so many good ones to choose from. Yeah, definitely so many good ones to choose from. Mm. Chocolate Boy Wonder. Okay. Pete, Pete, Rock. Pete Rock. Yeah, I mean, you got to, yeah, I mean, down with the king. Yeah. <laughs> um, y'all don't know, but Just Got Bars on the low. Just Got Bars? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's three. Um, Man, who really got bars though? Like, well, of course, of course. Damn, I probably gotta put Havoc number two. Havoc, yeah, you know, because I know I know Havoc, I know Havoc for bars even before the beats. Like, you know what I mean? Before I before I knew he was producing them shits, I was locked into the flow. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then like for him to be able to produce. At that level too, like have, I take my hat off to Heavy Time. Yeah, he changed the game. Definitely yeah. changed. The I game think I got one early. more. What you got? Um, I'm stuck. Q-tip. Oh man, Lost Professor. A few of them. I got. I got. Like. Like. Definitely. Definitely. Definitely love Lost Professor, but Q-tip, man. You know. Yeah. Q-tip. Q-tip. Q-tip, man. Q-tip, Q-tip special, man. Yeah, he was, yeah. Q-tip was super special. Uh, Granddaddy, are you top five producers with bars all time? I was uh, maybe um, Diamond D. Ooh, okay. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, oh, the clutch. I don't know. Slick Rick. Slick Rick? Slick Rick produced a lot of his own joints. Did he? What? Really? What? I know Yeah, that. man. Look mm. it up. Yeah, um, learned something new today. Curtis Blow. Curtis Blow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Curtis Blow produced 
for the fat boys mm-hmm. and everybody else. But I ain't even know that. Yeah, that's, that's a fact. So that's three. Um, I gotta say, like you, like you, like my man said, Pete Rock. Pete Rock. Um, Legendary. I ended off with Lost Professor. Lost Professor, round of applause. Their top five list. Top five list. Lost Professor. Granddaddy, are you? I've learned not to not to hate on where people are from. You're from Long Island, but you're repping the Nets hat. I like that, man. They get matched. Did you spend a lot of time in Brooklyn, though? Not a lot. Not I, got, a lot. You know, I got people there. I got people in all the boroughs. I mean, but. Yeah. You know, do, do you think that, like, some guys were, you know, not to put anyone on the spot, some guys were afraid to rep Long Island sense right oh absolutely so like you know absolutely. like prodigy absolutely. you know you know it, it is what it is that they, they reference him to Queensbridge, but he's really from long island and in a uh-huh. sense it's also like marketing because like if you look at like a lot of guys from death row like i've had a lot of guys on the show corrupt is from philly you equivalent him with west coast um edie i mean he's from philly coney legend. island corrupt. he's from coney island they affiliate with him from west coast so is it more affiliation or is it more just staying away from the original territory um i think because like with me I'm 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 originally from Southside Jamaica Queens. I was born there, but I moved I moved I moved to Hempstead, Long Island when I was eight. So from eight, you know what I'm saying, when I got in the, in 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 the street, I'm like 13, 12, 13. So from there, everything I learned that made me who I am today, to me, that came from Hempstead, Long Island. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. So that's why I rep Hempstead like I rep. The way I rep Hempstead. But some cats was like, yo, back in the days, it wasn't cool to be from Long Island. When you in you in um Latin quarters and they say is Brooklyn in the house, that's that's seventy five percent of the whole spot. Yeah, so it's like it's weird, yeah. And then you got the Bronx and you yeah. got Queen Queen niggas was quiet. Yeah. At that time. If 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 they if they ever said Long Island, it might have been two niggas. And then it was like <laughs> All right, yeah, all right. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so I understand it, but yeah, he from he from he Method Man, but Method Man will give it up. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. Buster, Buster, Buster. from um, Uniondale. Yeah, Buster. There's a few people. There's, there's a lot of people. Yeah. And, and for the record, corrupt rep Philly. You know, he does. Right. They, they, they got, I mean, they got an affiliation, they, but he rep Philly all the time. You know? Yeah, he does. You know, when, when I interviewed them, they quickly, um, you know, let me know that. Like, when I was interviewing a Doll Pound for the first time. Because obviously, you know, since I'm from the East Coast, I'm kind of tapped into East Coast artists. I'd be more tapped in to the tragedies, Qaddafis, the half a mills, the, you know, like the real underground East Coast guys. But when I started getting around these West Coast guys, like, I didn't really know, like, Sebo or, like, none of these other guys. They're like, listen, they all from the East Coast. I, I didn't even know that. So, oh, wow. so, so, uh, so, Freeway, so... We we often talk about your work with Just Blaze, but I actually admire your work with Jake One, right? Because mm-hmm. Jake One is a super dope producer. He Listen, doesn't man, get enough credit. We got right? so much new shit, man. He Jake. does. So so you know, if Crazy. you could pick one, you work with so many producers. If you could pick one producer that you went in the studio and it's like, yo, this the chemistry is just automatic. Who would it be? It's hard to pick one because mm. when I lock in, like we get that chemistry, like. Mm. Uh, if I had to pick one, I would definitely say Just Blaze, you know, because cause what we did is legendary. The, the music that we created is timeless and it's legendary, you know. Every time we lock in, we get a vibe, you know. But um, same thing with Jake. Like, you know, uh, 
he's all over my I got I'm getting ready to drop like three projects. He's all over yeah. him and like is like when I got the beats from Jig, I just went somewhere else with him. Like the music is amazing. Y'all gonna love it, you know? So it's like when I locked in, same thing with Ye. You know, when I lock in with Ye, it's crazy, you know? So it's just about uh finding somebody that compliments your sound and locking in and making yeah. it happen. Yeah. Kind of like a similar question. What's to you your most memorable verse? I have to say the verse off of what we do. Okay. You know, yeah. uh, just the story that I told y'all how it was created. And uh, another thing about what we do, when I wanted to release it as a single, they were saying it couldn't be a single because it didn't have the standard format, verse, hook, verse, hook. But, you know, we dropped it as a single, and it wound up being one of my biggest records, and they still yeah. play it to the day. Yeah. You know and, and, and the video wasn't traditional. Like, it wasn't, like, the super, like, production. Like, yeah, y'all was, yeah. like, who, y'all was, like, on a doc type of thing. Like, People at the label. At Rockefeller? Yeah, people at the label. Really? Rock, Def Jam, it was wow. like, it's it's not a standard single format, you know? So people was, like, against it being a single. But we pushed for it and made it happen. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was super dope. Now, Granddaddy IU, obviously people will say Smooth Assassins because it's the debut album is your best album. But what do you think is your baby, your, your best album? Because we all have different opinions. Obviously, you're creating music. Um, you know, you're the guy creating the music. So who, what, out of the four projects that we actually heard... Um, you know, like actual products that drops. Which one is the best one, in your opinion? Um, all right, I I go with that. I go with the Smooth Assassin because you know what I'm saying that's what that's what made me who I am. That's what gave me my name. Mm-hmm. But like, really, but like your best work, like in your opinion, lyrically, yeah. Um. I really don't know, but I I would probably say um, PIMP. Mm. And for if you don't know, that's paper is my priority. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, probably on there. Yeah. What well, was it? Because you maybe had like a chip on your shoulder? Because obviously nah, the, the PIP came out later on. Right. Nah, I never. I never had a chip on my shoulder. It's like I just do what I do. But I, I think you know, if you're a lyricist, is growth is growth is just. You know what I'm saying? It's going to happen. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's, you know what I'm saying? And I think I think my growth is shown on 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 um that project. Yeah, project definitely. Granddaddy, I want to ask you the same question I asked Free. What's your most memorable verse? Um, I don't know, man, because I got a lot. Of, you know what I'm saying? Like when you write, you just write. I got a lot of verses and a lot. Some of that shit I don't remember. Pay the truth, but. <laughs> Yo, another producer I, I can't forget, my man Bink Dog. You know, we, we created a lot of great Ooh. music together, and sometimes it get overlooked. You know, uh, we had crazy sessions. Like, I remember we did a joint with Nate Dog, man. And, uh, rest in peace to Nate Dog. I remember being in LA in the studio just waiting for him to come in. He came in, he had a fifth of Henny. We put the beat on. He leaned on the piano, went up on the Henny, and just was like, I'm like, oh shit, this is going down. Yeah. Crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, um, we always work good together. We always catch a great vibe too. You know, yeah. That's my bro. You know, you know, in my, in my opinion, that, that Rockefeller State Prop era really changed hip hop because it, it was really the introduction to melodic melodies. Like without that, you know, and with the emergence of 50 and Ja Rule. But if we wasn't hearing those type of samples that y'all was on. There would have not been Lone Lane for them. So, so, so that was a show. So, do you think in yeah, general, sure. just the state property movement is kind of not giving enough credit? Uh, I mean, I think it ain't over. You know, uh, 
right now we're in a place where everybody on the same page. So, you know, we're getting ready to get some state property music done for y'all. So, oh, so we have some new state property music. Yeah, yeah, we're getting, we getting ready to put it together. We're getting ready to put it together, man. So, you know, man, that's something, that's something to look forward to. And, you know, we're going to do what we do. For sure. You're with The Rock. You got to be around, like, you know, all these guys who are, like, great businessmen. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure, like, you learned a few tips that help you with your organization. Now, you mind telling yeah, yeah. us a little bit more about your organization? Well, I, I founded a company called Freedom Thinkers Academy. It's music, it's health, it's education, and it's culture. Mm-hmm. On the music side, you know, I got some dope artists. You know, I got my uh, my, my bro, Clemmy, from Ohio. I got a son of 215 from Philly in the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a 12-year-old artist named Cartier Young. That's amazing. He go in the studio three, three or four songs at a time. Like, mm-hmm. like he, he remind me of, of me when I was young, how he worked, how we go in. You know, uh, we got Sandy Benjamin. We got Jay Huff. We got my bro, Dro. Like, you know, we got some dope artists. And we, uh, we going to drop a Freedom Thinkers compilation soon, too. So that's what we got on the music side. Like I told y'all, what's going on the health side, you know, and as far as education, you know, on my website, you know, I got uh, do-it-yourself workshops for artists that's trying to reach their full potential. Yeah. You know, I got uh, Zoom workshops that, that artists could do one-on-one Zooms with me, and I could, you know, guide them through some of the ins and outs of hip-hop. Wow, that's super and, dope. And, you know, on the education side, we just started offering STEM courses on our on our website. So you can go to my website and you can sign up for a STEM course and go right into the workforce. You could get a workforce certification and go straight into the workforce when you complete the courses. And we got all certified teachers. And, you know, we're just trying to wow, better the community. You know, where I'm in from in Philly, you know, it's a lot of stuff going on. Like, it's a lot of violence and it's a, it's a lot of negativity. Yeah. And and I feel like the majority reason behind it is these these kids and these young adults don't have no outlets. Mm. All they got is the streets. I know mm. when I was coming up, all I had was the streets. That's why I turned yeah. to the streets. I didn't have any many choices, mm. you know. So at, at Freedom Thinkers Academy, we're trying to provide choices for these young people. Yeah. Can we bring 215? Pull up over here. Grab a mic real quick. I, I want to ask you because – no, just pull up over here because, you know, I find it interesting. I just had Nice to Future on the last episode with Havoc. Mm-hmm. Let, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's pull up a mic. And, um, I mean – FTA in the building. So, look, they, they got to be pressure because, I mean, you're co-signed by a legendary Philly guy. You know what I'm saying? It's just a legendary rap guy in general. So, I mean, just coming in with that type of co-sign, like, what does that mean to you? Oh, man, you know, it's, it's bigger than a co-sign, man. You know what I mean? It's my OG. He a mentor. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just being around him and getting to catch the vibes and the Jews is, is more than enough. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Bigger than a, bigger than any stamp could be. Yeah. But it's still dope. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. bigger than anything, man. It's Philadelphia. This is the soundtrack of Philadelphia right here, right in front of a, a yeah, young I mean, eyes trying to trying to come up and do it. No doubt. I mean, listen, we, we, we got 2.5 million people. You got some bars for us right now? Oh, man. Dang. Free. That's what they want. They want some bars. <laughs> <laughs> we need some bars. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. Let's do it. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Free your mind. Free your thoughts. Then you free yourself. And when nobody believes, please believe in yourself. Huh? Freedom thinker, I thank free for the free advice. These are the freestyles. It's time to up the feature price. Mm. <laughs> These are the freestyles. It's time to up the feature price. Growing OT, put some more time on the clock. Shit, Doc Rivers, we could teach him how to take the shot. Ooh. Flow numbing like some morphine. Thinking that you sick of please, tell him I'm the vaccine and I'll explain what that means. Lyrical assassin, beast that we jacking. Thriller Mike Jackson, you down the district, you trying to tell it to the captain. Rats get the casket and that's just what happens. 
Send my little mans down the pike with the package. Flip it till we back, but the seats in the lack. Got tricks in the hat. Trap jumping like a rabbit. My grandmama told me if you want it, you can have it. No time to be stressing. Time's of the essence. He got a blue check. Shit, I'm verified to stretch him. Son of 215. Go in the building. FTA is always in the building. Let's do it. We got some more bars. Wait, let's set that. Hold on. So listen, we live right now. Infamous hour. This is completely. Let's do it. Let's pass the mic. You got some bars too? We got some bars. Let's do it. You know how we do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, y'all. You want to pull it on this side? We gonna do Shorty shot. Shorty shot. Two E's at the end. Wait, listen. So first of all. <laughs> Shorty shot, Merrick. That's right, Merrick side. All right, Merrick side. Let's do it. Hey, yo, ain't no more tissue. Go buy your baby some polo diapers. Ball sicker than Ebola mixed with the coronavirus. Mm. <laughs> Got the right to bear arms. Not condoning violence. It's getting older. The baby in the stroller don't know the climate. Ooh. Think you'd be grinding and rhyming just for likes and comments. At the fine print lopsided, I am not signing. Mm. They forgot about the fights over the top rhyming. You out of your noodles. You obviously doodle. God damn it. You transparent. I can see through you. I'm old peg. I break both legs. I never knew you from a can of paint. First candidate. Watch his hands a shake. 47 million people that gravitate to five guys in the Shake Shack. Get your face smacked. Five blocks from the block party, fill the bass crack. The cement, some queen shit, the remix with thumping. Jamaica, Queens, the Jamaicans was making dumplings. It's still chicken. <laughs> Ten speed with the screw missing. Can't switch gear shit. Yeah, my whole crew spitting. Mm. Nothing but substance. Button your buttons or nothing. Your cousin to fuck up her husband. Still gave her truck a <laughs> jump when she was stuck on something. <laughs> she put her hands in my pants. She want to suck on something. No duck in his budget. Lost fries. Fuck with these nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh. Oh. Nice. Oh. What's up? Hold on. We got more boys. Nice. Pull up. Ball. Wait, come here. Boss. Nice, what's up? Nice. You got boss too, what's up? You got, you got boss? <laughs> nice and for the last episode. <laughs> uh, listen, this is a real hip hop round of applause for the, for the, for the, for the, for the people coming through. You already. So, guys, yeah, and I appreciate you definitely. We're doing on the fly. So, so listen, oh, Freeway Granddaddy, are you? Uh, final question before we get out of here. All right. What is the legacy of you guys? I mean, you guys have left imprints on hip-hop in different ways, obviously. Um, you know, Free and then a Granddaddy IU, what is your legacy? Well, you know, uh, when I first started with, with the music thing, I just wanted to be the best that I could be. Mm -hmm. You know, I just came in to feed my family, you know. Uh, but now it's, it's way more than music. You know, what I've been through, you know, with the health situation and everything, like... It's way more than music. I feel like it's everything that I'm embodying at Freedom Thinkers Academy. Music, health, education, and culture. I just want to leave my mark in the world. You know? Yeah, most definitely. Right, Daddy, how you? Round applause. Man, um, I, don't know, I don't know what Cat's thinking right now, but what I, what I want my legacy to be is like bringing, bringing dudes like Shorty Shy, my man in, yeah. my man Imp to God, you know what I'm saying, from Queens, like John Jiggs, like... Bringing the, the 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 younger niggas up yeah. into it, you know what I'm saying? That's still keeping the tradition. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah most definitely. That, good. Most definitely. Round of applause for Philadelphia Freeway. 
and granddad at you. This is Infamous Sound. I'm your host, Infamous Sound. You can listen to me. Boom Bap Nation. Of course, Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can watch these interviews. You can watch it back. You go to Spotify, iHeartRadio. And of course, listen to us on all the FM radio stations. Listen to uh, Tone Vera on Sirius XM Shape 45 every single day. Listen to myself Thursdays, 3 to 4. And apparently, I'm going to be on Mondays too. So tap in. And uh, shout out to Boom Bap Nation live cast. And it's on uh, social media, real quick, if they want to uh, follow you and follow your foundation you got. On Instagram, mine's is Philly Freeway. Uh, it's Freedom Thinkers Academy. On Facebook, it's Philadelphia Freeway. On Twitter, it's at Philly Freezer. Most definitely. Uh, granddaddy, are you? Um, social media. Instagram, granddaddy underscore IU. Um, granddaddy um, dot, what is it? Granddaddy dot bandcamp dot com. Yeah, the classic. Um, that, that's it. Uh, and the website is www.freedomthinkersacademy.com. Most definitely. Uh, Tone Vera? Yo, on Instagram, across all board. Tone Vieira, T-O-N-E dot V-I-E-R-A. That's right. Follow me at the Day. So next time, peace and blessings. Stay COVID-19 free. Safe. See you next week. We out of here. We out.